0: back to the Vet SOS show brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Remember, don't drown in the senior transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. I am excited. We got another great episode coming to you today. Uh, today's guest is going to be Craig Starcher. He's doing some amazing things. Can't wait to get into it with him and talk to him about how he's doing.
1: Uh, here, as always, with my partner, Mark. Mark, how are you doing today? Hey, good morning, everyone, and the Vet SOS Nation. Thanks for joining in, for tuning in, showing up, and... Uh, Get ready, buckle in. We've got some knowledge bombs to drop for you. So I know Craig's going to drop a bunch.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. As always, we appreciate your support. Also want to thank all those who've been pairing your channels with us. If you don't know how to pair your channels, please shoot us a hashtag pairing, and we'll let you know exactly how you can pair your channels and put this episode out as original content on your channels so that people can see that and comment and help build your traction. So without further ado, we're gonna jump right into it here. Uh, We got Craig with us. He was a Marine for eight years. Now he's the Strategic Business Consultant with Frontline Advisory Group, VP of Communication for Veterans Leadership Council, and on the boards of Veterans Corporate Council, Dripping Springs TIRZ 1 and 2 Board, and Frontline Advisory Group Foundation, and has his hands in all kinds of things. How are you doing today, Craig?
2: I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here and to, and to talk with you all about all this. Yeah, I think it's really important.
0: So glad you, you decided to join us and come on here. Um, first, I, I got to know, you know, aside from being a, a veteran Marine, what makes you want to be in the veteran transition space? What makes you want to give back to the community?
2: Uh, honestly, I don't think a lot of us are, you know, prepared well. Uh, for a transition, uh, unless you happen to come across the right person. Um, I was fortunate that someone left a sticky note in my transition folder that told me to look up a corporate fellowship and uh, that, you know, Hiring Your Heroes happened to be the first one that popped up on Google. Um, And so I was just extremely lucky and I don't think that should be the case. And honestly, when I started my transition, I felt really bad uh, because I didn't set up my Marines for success in their transitions
0: uh, because I didn't know about a lot of these programs. That is a reoccurring theme that we are hearing with guest after guest after guest. Uh, like Brian Arrington talks about that all the time. And one of the reasons he started Vets to Industry was he felt like he had failed, you know, his his service members. So uh, definitely applaud you for giving back. And I love the the story. I mean, the sheer <laughs> luck that someone left you a sticky note. Telling you to do a fellowship, yeah, and it's crazy
2: because like they weren't able to advertise these programs, so it's just like very
0: generic. uh, Go look up this term, pretty much. Um, So (laughs) that that is awesome. Uh, I'm assuming then that uh, your your belief may be that uh, the transition people planted those things, or do you think it was just some some random? Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was <laughs> someone that was uh, auditing our
2: folders to make sure, you know, we had all the boxes checked and she just happened to stick a sticky note in there. And yeah, I was very fortunate. Love so it. So
1: did you say that they were, that she was involved she was, was she in the military at the time or? No,
2: no. Uh, okay. She was just part of, um, you know, the MWR type transition program uh, working in that office. And, okay. and uh, because we do that gaps analysis to show you know what kind of certifications and experience do you have, and what's the type of job that you're trying to transition to, and seeing where do you need to get additional training or experience before you can really do that during the transition. I um, see. Yeah. And, and that was that was the only thing that she put in there. <laughs> it's like a transition guardian angel.
0: Exactly. I'm so <laughs> happy for it. <laughs> uh, that 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 is a fantastic story, and one of the reasons why we we started this podcast was, you know, try to help people get that information, learn about the different organizations that are out there. 40,000 plus organizations, where do you start? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we all know the DOD is not going to talk about them because they, they're nonprofits not associated with the military, you know, so they have their program to, to get you started. But you got to do that homework and get out there and get after it. Mm-hmm. So l- love how you got started in it. Love the fact that you give back because of potentially a very simple sticky note that changed the course of your transition. Um, absolutely. <laughs> that That is just absolutely amazing. Uh, in reading through your bio, I noticed that you talked a lot about education and the benefits of the military and things that uh, the military could help you with educationally. Um, are there things that you like to talk to people about or make sure that they know about um, as when they're in the military and as they're transitioning and then those that, that money available to them?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really starts while you're in the military. Uh, I tell people all the time, no matter what your experience with the military was, you can't say they did not educate you or give you uh, responsibility and experiences um, to help you outside of the military. Um, I I went to every single financial management and leadership type program that the Marine Corps offered for my rank uh, just because I asked for it or I set up the time to be able to do it and was persistent. Um, and, and all of those are free. You just have to get approval and, and sign off for it. The other is a lot of people don't realize those online tools that the branches have. Like uh, for Marines, we have MarineNet. There's actual certification programs in there. Like you can get your Lean Six Sigma Black Belt through MarineNet. Uh, like they have all the courses there and then you just go and do your projects and get it signed off. Uh, like something that simple the other uh, i had my mba paid for through tuition assistance mm-hmm. and so i saved my gi bill Like i'm using my gi bill right now going to school for another master's i've used it for certifications um, and things like that and you know I, I didn't waste that housing allowance that's associated to it by using it while i was in the military yep. um, Very- also they they don't realize that you can use your operating funding so your 1106 or uh, you know those types of operations funds to pay for certifications and classes as long as they're open to the public. And so, for example, we used 1106 to pay for me to go to a PMP course, and and because uh, I went through PM Pro Learn, they understood how that system worked. They actually created a package that included not only the course but also vouchers for the tests and training materials and things like that, stuff that normally isn't paid for through that funding, um, all into one package. Uh, ACI has done a great job of that as well because they've gotten their courses accredited for um, college credits. And so it's actually not only eligible for for those operating funds, but also eligible for GI Bill, where most certification programs aren't. So there's, there's a ton of opportunities out there like that. Um, that you should be taking advantage before you even start your transition.
1: Hey, Craig. There's. Um, I noticed. You know, you're here in Texas, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, there are some additional benefits. Did you in-process and out-process through Texas? I did. Okay. Can yes, can sir. you can can you tell us maybe what you know about the Hazelwood Act and some of the state level? Uh, education programs? Um, I mean, I can talk about Illinois, but maybe you know about some others as well. Do you have so, that insight?
2: So the Hazelwood Act is, it's an awesome tool for, for those that, you know, uh, got into the military while in Texas. Um, the For me, I'm not able to take advantage of it. I have a 90% rating. And so since I, I don't have full 100%, like I'm not eligible for it. But when I was in school, I went, uh, I had a lot of friends that were, and so they're, uh, th- because their parents were uh, fully disabled, uh, had a 100% rating, uh, their entire college was paid for. Mm. Like, so they didn't, you know, without having to go through any other grants or scholarships or anything like that. So it's just an amazing tool for those here in Texas. Um, and, and, same, there's some cases where it's also available for spouses and, and things like that.
1: Yeah, so um, Illinois has a similar program. It's called the Illinois Veterans Grant. Um, And I think a little bit differently than in Texas. And and there are other states that have programs like this, but um, I know in Texas with the Hazelwood Act, you use your, I think you use your GI Bill and then expenses over and above that for education, qualified education expenses uh, are covered by the Hazelwood Act. With IVG, the Illinois Veterans Grant, if you're a veteran in Illinois, and you in process and out process through Illinois uh, members, then you can go to any state funded school and use GI Bill and Illinois Veterans Grant in conjunction at the same time. So uh, make sure that as you're out processing, if you are going back for certifications, training, degrees, right, that you're you're tapping into the state level funding uh, as, as well.
2: Yeah, yep. I have uh, I served with someone in DC that they were kind of able to double tap uh, both of those. Um, as one was, one was, uh, he's using up all of it, Transitioned right into the next one and was able to pay for his, uh,
0: executive MBA that way.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's great. I
0: completely agree with you on, on the education piece. You know, I, I did the tuition assistance, got my master's degree through the, through the military, didn't have to use the GI bill. And then the last couple of years I've been making full use of the cool, uh, credentialing money you know, $4,000 a year to work on, you know, credentialing and, and I've been able to try out some things and then also go after one specifically I wanted. So uh, there's definitely money out there and there's no reason, like you said, it, when you got out of the military, the, at least you should say that, you know, you got educated between the military exactly. schools, the additional duty schools, and then the, the money that's out there to help you uh, yeah. actually do that. And I know the one thing, at least in the army, is first termers typically can't, use the tuition assistance but there are exceptions to policy like in Korea where they can do Korean cultural classes even if they're a first termer so there are some exceptions floating out there um so really there there really is in my opinion no no excuse not to get a little bit of education at least while you're
1: man I should have tapped into that I guess <laughs> <laughs> I need a little bit more Korean cultural <laughs> education <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned that apprenticeship program. I don't think a lot of people realize like, that you can go through that and get a journeyman like certification for doing the job that you're already doing. You just have to capture it. Uh, and a lot of my Marines were doing that uh, for financial management because they didn't have degrees, but they wanted to make sure they were getting credit for it and had something to show um, on paper after they got out. Um, and there's also a lot of programs. We didn't really mention it, but for military spouses that are out there, like my CAA, my wife did that. Um, you know, she was having to switch colleges because the military was moving us around so she could finish her degree and, and she took advantage of that. Like it'll pay for some, I believe college courses or a certification or something to, you know, kind of help and make those transitions easier, um, while you're finishing up school and, and stuff. And so I think those programs are amazing. I've seen hiring our heroes. I, my fellowship I did with them, uh, I was the other fellow in our program was a military spouse and, so those types of programs are great.
1: Can you tell us a l- little bit more about um, the Veterans Leadership Council, how you got involved with that and the work that you guys are doing there? Yeah,
2: so with uh, Veterans Leadership Council, I got involved uh, because in D.C., um, my wife, she comes from the political uh, community, and so I was involved with a political professional networking group there, and, and really the Working with that group just showed me the power of having a strong network, and so when uh, as I was transitioning, I actually came across VLC because they have just an amazing DC chapter. Like there's you know sixty to hundred people at each event. Uh, I remember that event was hosted at Deloitte with CEO three CEOs of AI companies, and some of the stuff that I learned, like having the the T structure of being. You know, very top level generalist with one thing that you're really good at, like a T structure, like that just like stuck with me, and, and so I've followed that organization all through COVID, and you know these types of networking groups and stuff like that. COVID was a tough time for them, and uh, whenever we kind of got past that, and you know, it was time to to ramp everything back up, I I reached out to them to make sure I was involved, and so I was very fortunate that they asked me to do communications. Because honestly, I have no background in communications. I would say every single fit rep I had said I needed to work on my communication skills. <laughs> so, this has honestly just been such an amazing learning opportunity uh, and to work with these folks. And so, um, Veterans Leadership Council, uh, I, and I, I, ref, I referred back to that networking group, is because they're a premier networking group for veteran leaders. And so you have all these transition programs like hiring our heroes and and things like that. But after that transition, there wasn't really a place for you to stay connected with veterans. And so that's where VLC comes in. And so we are, we've got chapters in DC, Chicago, um, Denver, and we're standing up one in Pittsburgh and they're hosting monthly or quarterly events. And then we're also hosting remote events for those like me that don't live in any of those cities and so, uh, it's just been great. And, the the people that we're meeting that I'm meeting through this network has honestly brought me, introduced me to you, Sean, uh, through one of the, one of the guys on my social media team, who is also one of my Marines, uh, back when I was in Norfolk. Um, and so it's just been really rewarding.
1: It's all about who, you know, right? Exactly. <laughs> it really is. And they so, don't uh, to
0: you until you hit your transition time.
1: <laughs> yeah. You said you're standing up
0: new chapters. What's the requirement to stand up a new chapter? Yeah. So that, that's something that we're
2: discussing right now is we don't want to grow too quickly. You know, We were talking about that uh, just before this, about companies that grow so fast that they run into bugs and things like that with their products. And so we don't want to do that. Uh, what we're doing right now is creating a requirement that you serve on the national leadership team. So you get an understanding of the culture, what we're doing, um, and then you can be considered to start a chapter in your local area. And to do that, you need at least a partnership with um, one of those entrepreneurship type organizations like Bunker Labs or, or um, I know there's a couple of them out there, especially here in Austin. Uh, local schools. So you're you're getting students like MBA students, things like that, like that are kind of the target audience. Um, and, and then local ERGs. And so that's also where why I, I chose to reach out to Veterans Corporate Council to also work with them. is There's a lot of crossover between these two organizations um, that are really important uh, to, that kind of create a synergistic you know, uh, relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that was my question, too. Like um, starting up a chapter, you know, I'm here in Dallas. Sean, you're in Georgia, soon to be Florida. Um, San Antonio, right? Uh, exactly. Make total sense to have a chapter. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to get more information on that too, just at, at the personal individual level. Yeah, so um, you you okay. mentioned
2: San Antonio, though. Uh, the one thing our mission is to connect all these veteran leaders, but we don't want to compete with other organizations that are out there. So, San Antonio, you've got uh, what is it, LinkedIn Mill City? Like, they're a huge networking group, very strong. Like, I wouldn't want to compete with them. Uh, honestly, I'd want to partner with them and to promote their events through our right. platform. Uh, Nashville has one, LinkedIn Music City, uh, Atlanta. You've got uh, Betlanta and, and things like that. And so we, instead of competing in any of those cities, we would want to bring them in and be like, here's a platform on our website. We'll advertise all of your events and and tell our network about yours um, instead of, you know, trying to stand up our own chapter out there.
0: That's yeah. interesting. And I think, cause that, that's where I was sort of going with it is I know we got Bruce Thompson. We got David Trenholm who's coming on here in a little bit uh, all in Jacksonville. We got Will who's been on the show down in Jacksonville running vets on tap. Uh, so there's a lot of veteran uh, powerhouses down there in Jacksonville. You know, so I think it'd be a great spot to do that, but maybe, maybe that's the answer. Maybe it's a partnership, you know, to, to build something more. Cause I know Will's interest in doing something with us, um, so I think I think that could that could definitely be an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, uh, a networking
2: organization like this, like that, that's a perfect opportunity to whether it's um, you know partnering for your organizations. I'm uh, meeting with someone that her she's I think it's been twenty years has been collecting uh, stories from World War II veterans and, and wants to share like those stories in the leadership. I was, this is the perfect platform right here to share those stories and, and even to interview new leaders and, and things like that uh, and capture those lessons learned. Like uh, We have the mark or we have the correct audience for those types of things. Like let's use the network. Um,
1: um, I noticed also doing a little background ahead of the show. Um, there's again, it's more local to Texas, uh, central mm-hmm. Texas, but there's the uh, Patriots hall. Uh, post that you had put out, can you tell us a little bit about what, what's going on there?
2: All right. So uh, Flag Foundation, I'll, I'll start there. Flag Foundation um, is a brand new foundation that, that our company uh, has just launched this month um, because we want to be able to do more in our community uh, with our business. In the past, we've been working with uh, Foster Village, just an amazing foster uh, nonprofit, um, the local uh, JROTC, Boy Scouts, but we've been working a ton with Patriots Hall Dripping Drifting Springs. They're literally right across the street from our office and they're just doing amazing stuff here. Um, they've they decided to build here because from what, I think it's Fort Hood to San Antonio, that range right there is the largest concentration of veterans in the country. And so Drifting Springs happens to be that geographic center um, and what it is, is this 10 acre retreat for veterans and um, and what they're doing is providing just services to the veteran community. For example, they, their first building that they built is a place for the BFW and American Legion to meet. So now they're not having to pay rent at their old building. They've got a location right here at, That's in awesome. between Austin, San Antonio, and, and here in Trippin Springs um the next building that they're building is going to be able to provide uh, i'm going to read it just so i don't miss anything uh but it's they're doing therapeutic workshops like certification type classes educational stuff transition uh mm-hmm. type things um it, we're also in like campouts and just events for example we just uh did a it was a murph competition it was their third annual murph competition that we supported and, and then the plan for next year is that we're, we're trying to host it here at Patriot Hall. And then we've done, it was a shootout at hog heaven here. I think we had 60 veterans come out and it was a clay shoot. It was so much fun. Um, we're doing, and then they're also bringing VSO services out here. So one thing that's very unique about dripping Springs is it's kind of an Island. It's about 45 minutes from any other town, including Austin or any of the smaller towns. And, um, And it's just had explosive growth to the point that it's not set up for things like, you know, veteran services and stuff like that yet, because the the city's been growing so fast that they're still trying to, you know, set that kind of stuff up. And so Patriots Hall is going to provide that, which is huge for us.
1: Yeah, that's that's Um, great.
2: I'm really excited for it.
0: (laughs) Who knew veterans like guns? (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that that, that's awesome and the fact that they're taking the time to do stuff like that and i love the fact that they built a building for the vfw um to to meet rent free i mean that's just phenomenal i mean it's
2: not even just that they're also building even an obstacle course like out there just uh they're doing they have a community garden that they're building a library like all sorts of stuff. So, uh, I'm really excited about it. And, and the CEO for flag is also on their board and, and we're going to be helping with those programs. Um, cause you know, our, our company is focused on program management. And so we're like, this is a perfect opportunity to help veterans, you know, get those certifications. Um, and, and we come, all of us come from a financial background, like let's do some finance related courses and things like that. Like, Let's you know have this tool to support the veteran community here.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah, That's awesome. It truly is. So, with VLC, how, how can people get involved with that? It, especially if there's not a chapter local, you know. You, you said that in order to even stand up a chapter, you want people serving on the the national board. You know, so how do people get involved in things like that? Is there a cost? Is there a recommendation process? How does that work? So
2: right now, there's no cost. We've been discussing over the past year what a membership rate would look like. Um, and we really haven't settled on one that we're happy with. And so we're still just leaving it open completely. Uh, right now, it's you know follow us on LinkedIn and attend the events that we're hosting, whether it's our events or these other organizations that we're watching and sharing their events because we have them all over the country. Um, and we also have a book club that's, uh, we're about to go into our third month. We're reading essentialism, which completely changed my morning routine. Uh, and I'm super excited for it in this group. is just an amazing group of leaders. Like we've learned so much. Um, and so we have those national remote type events as well that you can be involved with. But honestly, it, it's not something we've really talked about yet, but one of the values of veterans being involved in organizations like this is that, it's a place for you to learn. Like I said, communications, right? I had no background in communications, but working with this team, it's VLC has been kind of like a sandbox for me to experiment with uh, when it comes to communications. And, and I've learned a lot from being able to have this kind of low risk uh, environment because I'm not going to experiment with our company's, you know, communication stuff, because there's money and jobs and stuff on the line for that. Right. But But this is a place for us to do that and to learn together um, and to learn from other veterans that are trying to support the community as well. And so I would say, if you're really interested in getting involved with BLC, come and join the the national leadership team or the the board. And so I've got two open uh, programs director roles. We have a new program VP that is just doing amazing stuff and has a plan for setting the stage for those new chapters to start, but also helping develop strong chapters and more consistent national events. Uh, my communications team, I'm looking for three new people for that as well. And so there's definitely opportunities to be involved with VLC or, you know, uh, a bunch of these other nonprofits that y'all are talking about. And I recommend veterans get involved with them because you feel good about it, but it also gives you an opportunity to learn something that maybe you don't have the opportunity to do at work or something like that.
1: Does it help if you have a financial background?
2: For VLC?
1: Yeah, for VLC. No, no. No,
2: okay. no, has the, <laughs> that really has nothing to do with it. It's just uh, my network, you know, coming from the finance community, uh, my entire, all, I think all but one of the folks on my communications team or on my social media team, all are finance. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when I was referring to finance background, that was F. Uh, that flag at frontline advisory group. Frontline okay from, from that kind of finance background, of, which is why you know the the work that we're doing with Patriot Hall, like why wow, that would be a great fit type of how it
1: all it all ties together. Yeah. yeah gotcha. it really does.
2: And so people were asking, like, how are you able to do like Veterans Leadership Council, VCC and all these together? And really they have so many overlapping things that I'm able to to support each organization using the, the other organization, for example, like, I'm, you know, we've got a platform over here uh, with BLC and, and reach with that network, but uh, veterans corporate council, we haven't really talked about it, but they're building out like a community of practice to help uh, companies start and run veteran ERGs. And so that's creating very valuable content for leaders that, that we should probably be sharing over here at, at BLC. Um, so that there's,
0: you know, more people are learning about it. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about BCC. I mean, that that, that sounds phenomenal because the, mm-hmm. I know that like with the company I'm going to be going to work for, they don't really have any ERGs yet. A fairly small company that's, that's growing. Uh, mm-hmm. So it could be definitely, you know, something that'll be happening in the near future. I'd be interested in learning definitely more about that.
2: Yeah, I think that it's very valuable for, for that, uh, for companies to have these veteran ERGs. Um, when I was in a, I did an apprenticeship during COVID, uh, during my kind of messy transition out of the military, and I was fortunate to, to land with state auto insurance. And there's a group of veterans there that I asked if they had an ERG they're like, no, it sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. And, <laughs> and these, like being able to kind of set that up and see what challenges and questions we had. Like the, these are all lessons learned. You know, we learned from the military, capture your lessons learned and share them with everybody mm-hmm. uh, that the Veterans Corporate Council is trying to, to do. And so everyone on the team kind of has very similar stories, whether they're small ERGs or large ones. They see these challenges and want to make sure other companies aren't going through that. And then they also want to connect the ERGs so that we're sharing resources, sharing people uh, and and things like that. So there's no reason for us to compete with each other. Uh, I've been really uh, happy with how open companies are with sharing their lessons learned from their ERGs for us to be able to kind of consolidate and capture. It's been amazing. And the team is like, they all have the influence to actually uh, execute on the stuff that we're we're sharing.
1: Yeah, I I think more companies need those initiatives, um, Mm -hmm. especially like, so I'm in separately and independently. I'm in the financial services industry as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm with a Fortune 100 company. They don't have an ERG. They don't have a support group for their agents, you know, and advisors and things like that. So, um, I tried to start one here locally. I kind of dropped the ball on that. This was like years ago, um, <clears throat> and I was, you know, really newer to the business at that point in time. But you know, mm-hmm. you bring up a great point that um, you know there is a lot of resources that they can provide, and then also an interface for the community coming out of active duty. Right? They've got a built-in network. You know, yeah. when they're trying to get their foot in the door at the company, there's a natural synergy there. So very yeah. important. Very important. For
2: For companies that don't have a veteran ERG, it's just a missed opportunity for them. Like, it, it's great for building that community within the company, but like that's a resource, a financial resource that the, the business could be using. Um, I was talking to one of the board members from BLC who used to consult with veteran ERGs, and he was explaining that. The, the veteran ERG is going to be the most diverse organization you have in your company. That everyone's coming from different areas, different ethnicities, like uh, different backgrounds, like uh, you know, uh, work experience backgrounds. And so, when you're thinking of, for example, testing a new product, like who better to go to than the veteran ERG? Um, that's going to better resemble the diversity of you know the market than. Point. So it's just a missed opportunity to, to
0: not have that, that type of uh, organization within your company. I think Mark Mark's realizing he doesn't have his little bomb icon to drop.
1: <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't even have a mic with me to drop. I guess I can drop my Yeti. But uh, yeah, no, that's a fantastic point. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely glad you brought that up because yeah, it needs to be discussed.
0: So we're coming down to the end. Uh, this has been... Fantastic, Craig. Is one I, I knew a little bit about VLC, um, you know, do through, through asking questions and things like that. Didn't know anything about BCC, and I think that's gonna that's a game changer. I think, you know, if we can get all these ERG sharing information and best practice, that's gonna be huge. Uh, so, I appreciate you sharing this information with us, and uh. Dripping Springs sounds like a destination spot now. Some some place. Yeah, I need have to check. I need out. to
1: get down there. I mean, it's right down the road for me. What, like two, three three hours, maybe. Yeah, uh, right. not even that. I'm here,
2: I'll let you know next time we're we're hosting an event over at Patriot Hall.
1: Yeah, uh, please do. Yeah, give me give me a reason to get back down to Salt Lake too. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but as we close out, is there anything you want to leave the audience with, there, Kirk?
2: Um, the I would say the one thing is is. To, to get connected with a, one of these organizations that y'all are talking with. Like there's, there's no reason like, to not be connected with them. There's so many opportunities to learn from, and it also just feels good to be able to give back to the community. Um, and the other one, we didn't really talk about it, but there's organizations like betterati and things like that out there for you to mentor. Like it, after your transition, no matter what level of a, a company you're in or anything, like you've been through something that someone else hasn't, there's no reason for you not to be mentoring those people that are about to go through their transition, and so getting out there and, and mentoring, <laughs> I think, is really important, and it's extremely rewarding. Um, so
0: the, those are the only only two things that I had that I wanted to you know, leave the group with. Outstanding. And then, what's the best way for people to connect with you if they want to uh, link up, ask questions? Uh, I'm always on LinkedIn. You know, okay. nature
2: of uh, doing communications with BLC, I'm always there. Um, and you know, reach out to me. I'll, I'll send you my Calendly and I'm happy to connect and, and talk face to face. I prefer to
0: talk face to face. So, yeah, absolutely. And we'll, we'll have your contact information posted with, with the episode so that people can get out get after it and, uh, talk to you. Um, Mark, any parting parting comments?
1: No, I, I just very basic. You guys connect with Craig, man, I'm just super impressed with everything I've heard and, and, you know, looking for ways for myself, right. To get involved with some of these things. So um, absolutely connect with him and uh, it's all about who you know. Yep.
0: Thank you. Thank thank you so much for coming on today, Craig. Great, great bunch of information. Some things that uh, I think are definitely going to help our community as a whole uh, to grow. And we want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, remember, don't drown the sea of transition, but grab the VET SOS Lifeline.